Hey, welcome to the Daily Scrub Podcast. This is Blair here in Melbourne. I hope you're well wherever you are listening from today. And I can't believe it's been uh, almost three weeks since my last podcast. I have been busy uh, finishing two master's uh, assessments. So in the time since my last podcast, I've done around about eight and a half, maybe 9,000 words and uh, done a ton of reading, so that's kind of taken my attention away from the podcast. So I hope you've been well and survived just fine without me. But uh, good to be back. Um, And wanted to share with you some things that I have kind of got a better understanding of um, in the last few, few weeks, which is this theory of attachment and how we connect with other people or not based on the style of attachment that we learn usually as younger people, as children. Um, And I wanted to take you through those because I did this in my group and uh, a lot of people said it was quite useful. So let's just jump straight into it. And uh, so there are four kinds of attachment styles right now you may have a dominant style but you may also have a complementary style so at certain times you may respond one way or the other but you're more than likely to have a dominant preference and this is going to come about when you are in situations of high stress for you Um, this is how you are going to most likely handle the situation So there are four styles, secure. Now, the literature says that over 60% of people have a secure attachment. Uh, I'm not so sure that's the case. I think that's a really high number. Um, That's where we'd like to be most of the time. And I guess, um, I think most of us have a capacity to, to, to come from a secure attachment style. But the other two main styles are avoidant, okay, which I'll explain in a minute. And the other one is anxious or ambivalent, okay. And there is a fourth one which is disorganized, um, but that's less common um, than the other three. So let me take you through how these work, how you develop them and what that means for you. Okay, so if you have, let's just start with the secure attachment style. So if you're securely attached, it's like you uh, have the inner capacity to work from feelings of a safe haven. Okay, so in other words, when you go out and into the world, you have a safe haven in which to Um, come back to Um, and this allows you to kind of explore and grow and create with a lot of freedom because you know even though you've got this uh, you're in this expansion stage which sometimes can bring anxiety uh, at some point you are going to be able to uh, come home to what feels safe for you now this is no different to how you know you may have been raised as a child where you know it's typical for 
children to want to, you know, if you've got a child at a playground, the child wanders off, has a play, goes on the swings, slides, blah, 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 doesn't, doesn't give the parent any attention whatsoever. But at some point, or if that child perceives a threat, maybe there's some big kid turns up and or an animal turns up, uh, it will very quickly return to the parent. Um, that's kind of the idea of, of the secure safe haven. You're going to develop a secure attachment style if, as I've just said, your uh, caregiving as, an, as a young child was consistent and it was safe and it was reliable, okay, just as I explained. Um, and the benefit of coming from a secure attachment is you can process emotions much more easily than otherwise, as I'm about to explain. So when stressful things happen in your life, um, you have in yourself, as an adult, a greater capacity to process those emotions without it kind of chewing you up, sending you down really kind of dark paths or, or relying on, uh, you know, an over-reliant on vices like, you know, drugs or alcohol, etc. Um, and, and so... The benefit is, is you can, as an adult, you know, as well as a child, expand yourself so you can continue to grow and develop and evolve yourself as an adult without, you know, over, overwhelming states of fear or anxiety, okay? And in this state, there's nothing wrong either, if we think of relationships with people, nothing wrong with having someone leave our life for the time being and and us being sad about that or us being kind of low about that um, but also when that person returns into our life we feel happy right um, so this is still um, even though you're kind of going from sad and uh, to happy this is still uh, quite healthy um, and normal so that's the secure style the avoidance style comes about when um, parenting style is unresponsive, uncaring, uh, or dismissive, right? So if we go back to the kid in the playground incident, um, you know, and uh, let's just say the child's in the playground and some big dog comes over and starts to scare the child and the child runs back to the parent, the, the parent says, just deal with it, you know, get over it, kid, just deal with it, I'm not, and and they're not there to kind of, uh, comfort the child or necessarily protect the child, although they probably would, right? Um, but there's this sense of unresponsiveness, not really caring about the emotional needs of the child at that point. Now, if that's the typical state, um, your response to this as an adult or as a child will evolve to be, you'll still be You'll be able to deal with things without the caregiver with being present, but um, you'll avoid or be indifferent to this person if they return into your life. Um, and because this pattern of you having to deal with it uh, yourself has been most common to you, when stuff happens in your life, you're more likely... Um, 
deal with stress on your own. You'll prefer to kind of go into your shell and just manage it on your own without relying on anyone because you've learned that you can't rely on people. Now, one of the drawbacks to this, having this kind of avoidance style is you're more likely to distance yourself from people and isolate yourself from people. And you've got to be very careful that what you may perceive as creating like healthy boundaries between you and other people is actually walls, you know, so, you know, strong and impenetrable that you're actually disconnecting from uh, other people um, too much. And so relationships are going to be, you know, very, uh, um, you know, weak emotionally. There's going to be not a lot of genuine connection there. They're just kind of going to be more transactional in nature sometimes. And you may develop kind of as part of this, just a distrust in other people's goodwill. So some people may actually try and, you know, uh, do the right thing by you but because you don't really put your faith in people you reject it okay and this can mean like you're missing out on you know things materialistically or you know emotionally as well you know healthy things so that's the avoidant type of attachment now the next type is anxious or ambivalent okay i like to think of it as anxious because um it makes sense when you hear it So in this style, parents, caregivers have usually been unreliable, right? And not always there when needed, but sometimes there. There was an inconsistency about their caregiving. So in some style, so in some instances they were there, um, and in some instances they weren't there, right? And so as a child, again, we'll go back to the playground, you know, the, the parent might protect you from the dog one day, but not from the next and and protect you from, the you know, something else the next day, but not the next. So you, you so this creates a lot of anxiety in the person because you just don't know what you're going to get. So should you go out and explore the world? On some days, it's great. Yeah, everything's good. And you come back and you've got that safe haven. But on other days, you go out and explore and there's no one there when you come home. There's nothing. So that kind of can, can cause a lot of anxiety within you. So in terms of your relationships, what happens here is because you've got this uncertainty about whether the person's there or not, you're more than likely to cling to them in the fear that they're going to go. So you can have this very clingy kind of connection with someone. But when they do return... Um, because you're not all that happy with the inconsistent approach, you can be very resentful um, and you can reject them or you might be quite angry towards them when they return into your life. Um, And instead of being able to expand um, naturally, a person with an anxious uh, attachment style is going to contract, right? Uh, And you are not going to be able, you are going to be in a, a worse position to manage your emotions. Um, so your emotions are going to be on edge 
a lot of the time and when your emotions are on edge a lot of the time you can't really think properly you can't creatively cognitively think that well you can't plan uh, with any sense of reliability about the future um, so in this sense your emotions are going to dictate your behavior you you know effectively your emotions are going to run your life rather than you in your kind of uh, calm cognitive creative uh, uh, sense can can take charge and, and create good things for yourself um, so people with um, anxious attachment styles are going to have on and off relationships with people so where it's hot it's cold it's hot it's cold so if you've been in a relationship like that with someone or that's kind of how your relationship patterns have tend to have gone then you're more than likely to uh, have encountered someone with an anxious attachment style or you have that style yourself as your dominant style. And I'm going to explain to you also what to, how, to, how to kind of um, adjust this if you want to kind of move beyond what your dominant style is already. Now, the fourth style is called disorganized. Now, disorganized is going to happen if you are in a, a childhood setting which is highly neglectful or abusive, okay? And it can result in some very um, antisocial behavior. It can result in a total rejection of the parent. Um, but also, you are going to still cling to them because as a parent, as a child, you need them. Like, you need the support. You need this um, adult person to help you um, survive. You have to have them. You can't do it on your own as a kid. Um, so there's going to be this awful conflict within you where you really don't want anything to do with the person, with the caregiver, because the caregiving is very poor. Um, but you can't live without the caregiving, right? So you've got this um, terrible conflict, and this plays out in some very destructive ways, um, sadly. Um, and a lot of issues, so a lot of mental health, like severe mental health issues, are going to come out of that complete disorganized, incoherent state and that inner conflict that um, you develop as a young person without knowing it, right? So you've always got this dilemma going on and it's causing a lot of imbalances for, for people. Um, and this takes a lot of kind of work to, to dig yourself out of this state, you know, um, but it can be done. It can definitely be done as well. So, um, so, you, so let's talk about how we can move more to an, a secure attachment style. Uh, and someone asked me in the group, what ha happens if the, the kids are spoiled? What actually happens if the kids are spoiled too much and there's an over-caring over and an over-catering um, for the child? So um, this actually comes, this is a combination of secure where you have the base you do have your needs met, so you do have the capacity to grow and expand. But there's also this this um, care that you're given by your parents. Is it probably a compensating mechanism if they're coming from an anxious attachment style? So you may adopt this anxious attachment style um, immediately when you're you're not getting like a hundred percent of what you need all the time. And as we know, as an adult. It's very unlikely you're going to get 100% of what you need all the time. You're going to get a mixture. 
okay but if you've been kind of spoiled overly as a, as a child then you are going to flip into an anxious style you're going to get angry with people you're going to reject people that don't uh, give you what you need but that's just not realistic is it um so uh so if you've been spoiled as a child you're probably flipping between secure and anxious um that can happen so to try and move us more to the safe haven as an adult so we're adults right and uh and this these patterns have been established in us already like you can't do much about it it's just the way it is and we don't i know you know you, you don't blame anyone it's just the way it is but as a conscious person you've got to work out well this is the way i want it to be or am i going to take some action to improve it for myself so let's talk about how we do that and the first thing is simply this awareness so if i've you know if something's kind of registered with you and you've said oh yeah that's me more than more than not or i can see this i can see that um playing out for myself then that awareness is already um helpful to you because as soon as you've got new information um this creates a sense of coherence in your uh understanding and when we have coherence it's very settling it actually brings a lot of peace um, and calmness within us so simply recognizing that you've got one style more dominant than the other is helpful and so therefore once you see the pattern um, when you're going about your everyday business then you need to kind of call it out uh, whether it's you causing it or somebody else causing it or this circumstance is just happening you need to be very aware in your um in your life about how things are playing out for you so if you've if you recognize that you're an anxious you know you have a more anxious style and then in your next uh personal relationship you know you you've you've you see this on and off pattern happening again then you have to catch yourself you have to call it out and say actually hang on this is not what I want. I don't want this hot and cold thing anymore. I want, you know, some consistency. And so then you simply go, well, I have a choice to make. I have a choice to make in the moment whether I uh, bring my consciousness to this situation or do I let the pattern just play out. Uh, and the, plat the pattern's going to play out, that's for sure. But if we have some consciousness about it and we have the ability to choose then we can make a conscious choice to do the opposite. We can say, in this situation, I feel like my natural tendency is to leave, but I'm going to sit in this situation and just pause. I'm going to pause where I, you know, in the past have, got, have, have left. Okay, and when I pause, I'm just going to get used to this. I'm just going to sit with it until I get comfortable in this situation, and then I've, and then you have changed your behavior. You have uh reset the program and the pattern and you are on your way to reshaping the pattern in the way that you want it to be okay now you have to make these choices over and over again okay so you have to be very clear about what you want because if you don't know what you want then there's no choice to make you'll just go back into the pattern that's been basically running your life already okay or running part of your life already so, um, and this is the beautiful thing about consciousness is you have to apply it. 
you know, this is where it's really cool, is, is you can apply it in any moment of any day uh, and you can have it working for you rather than the pattern playing out against you. But you, you have to be aware, you have to be awake, you have to be playing the game and you have to know where you want to go, as I said. Uh, and then you can just make a choice to, to move in that direction more often than not. And you don't have to get 100% perfect, right? That's just not being human. But if you shift the needle, you know, 60, 70% of the time in a very short space of time, you know, six months, a year, two years, you, you, you're a changed person. Those patterns are gone. You're, you've, you've, you've established a pattern that's going to lead you to more of what you want than you don't want. And that's really all we can do, right? So that's how you can... Uh, adjust this attachment style how you connect with people and how you can build more you know relationships of in the kind that you want more often so that's attachment um this theory's been around since about the 1950s uh and has you know um been fairly well uh fairly well noted as pretty on point you know with some variation to it uh but uh, yeah, I find it quite useful to think of it like this. So that's it for our podcast. Good to be back. I'll try and update you a little bit more in the coming days and weeks uh, because um, I don't have any assignments due for another four or five weeks. So let's get some podcasts in. Thanks for listening and I'll be back with you very soon. Take care.